Memories shape our experiences as living beings. They inform our personalities, perspectives, past, present, presence, and future. Two of the most evocative means of reproducing those memories are the senses of taste and sound, the lingering and layering of sensations that any living being experiences at the twilight of flavor that sanctifies the tongue and the divine reprise of song, melody, and words that warm the belly and the spirit. The selecting, sharing, and servicing of food and music to experience their most seductive umami secrets is a secular sermon in itself, one that crosses all social, cultural, religious, and geographical landscapes. Therefore, food and music, the appreciation of both and their memory-invoking powers, allow individuals to flourish in communion with other artistic disciplines, create and sustain communities, and establish the concept of an extended family, one that's not just linked by sanguinity, but also by the shared sense of umami, the fifth sense of taste, reminiscent of a savory flavor. Umami memories are the profound experiences that people remember involving food, music, family, the arts, and words. The melange of moods arousing from a meal, the connections between music, art, philosophy, cultures, nature, and words and the momentary families that emerge from these experiences all become immortalized as cherished memories, memories that become stories of savoring that each soul can sing about for a lifetime. Therefore, savoring, story, song, and soul stew umami memories. This show is about sharing those umami memories and about discovering the magical individuals behind them. Guests and listeners, or lights, as I refer to you and believe everyone truly is, are welcome to discuss their respective crafts and talents, as well as to delve into some of their experiences and philosophies. All lights become a part of everyone's collective umami memories. Please join me, Gabriel Valentino, in sharing the lights of our talents and experiences, and together, stew umami memories. Let's reminisce.
Here's a song clip of a song entitled Who Are You? The first track off of Today's Light's latest album of Thank You. I'm here with Kendra Mickey, a multi-talented singer-songwriter, writer, poet, actress, published author, initiated healer, and the founder of a podcast named The Politics of Kendra. This song, called Daisy, was written and performed by her. As an artist, Kendra performs under the name Kendra and the Bunnies. Kendra and the Bunnies weave literate tapestries about love, life, and the emotions and revelations gurgling beneath the skin. Kendra's breezy, sand-inflected voice often croons in tandem with dreamy guitars and light percussion in sparse yet hypnotic melodies. Her songs sink gently but deeply into the bone marrow, where they warm the spirit with their evocative lyrics. And now, we're stewing umami memories with Kendra Mickey of Kendra and the Bunnies. Thanks so much for having me on. That was the most awesome intro I've heard in a long time. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. And thank <laughs> you for joining me as well. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm super, super excited to get to connect with you. Thanks. Yeah, me too. So the first thing I wanted to ask was just a little bit of background about you. So I read that you're based in Los Angeles, but is that also where you're originally from? I'm originally from Houston, Texas, born, born and raised. And then I moved to Los Angeles around age 18 for college. Gotcha. Okay. So what was that shift like moving from Houston to L.A.? It was pretty interesting. The college that I went to is Pepperdine University. So it's actually right outside of Los Angeles. I thought it was a really good transition to be able to go from, you know, just being like, a, a teenager and, and a kid growing, growing up in Texas to moving outside of Los Angeles. It was a good introduction. It's a little bit of a smaller neighborhood, more residential. Um, and of course, there's a school atmosphere as well. But it was so interesting because, you know, I'd be in school all day, 
um, studying a lot of the time, but then I'd go into Los Angeles proper into Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard to go see some of my favorite bands. And it's really cool. I'd, I'd been going to concerts for a long time, but being able to have access to all sorts of touring musicians was really interesting. And that's kind of how I fell in love with like the Los Angeles, like Hollywood Boulevard scene, Sunset Strip scene and stuff like that was going to concerts. That's definitely one of the best ways you can do so because there's nothing quite like, at least in my humble opinion, there's nothing quite like live music. There's just that experience of being in that same space with the musicians and other people in kinship and just truly enjoying what's being created yeah. in that moment. Yeah, it's like a shared moment for sure and everyone is on the same wavelength. Exactly, exactly. It's just a magical, magical experience. So how did you first come to music? So with singing, I've been singing since um, I was very young. I actually started in musical theater um, at age four or age five. And so I, I was doing like vocal lessons, dancing, acting and all that. And um, it wasn't until my teen years that I discovered rock and roll music. And that opened up a whole nother avenue of being able to just like express myself through different styles of singing and connect with all sorts of different artists and stuff like that. So my journey into music, it started, it started with show tunes and then it moved over to rock and roll music. And then soon after I started playing the guitar as well. Okay, that's pretty cool. It seems like a, a full, almost an evolution of sorts from performing when you yeah. were younger, like performing show tunes and things of that nature to discovering like different types of music that can resonate with you differently. to then starting to yeah. compose as well. Definitely. And I started writing poetry also um, in my teenage years. So that was a driving force as to why I feel so connected to my lyrics and, and the presentation of themes and storytelling throughout my music. Kendra's love of poetry definitely shows in her music. Here's a sample of one of her songs from her new album. The song is entitled Requiem for a Night Sky. definitely comes through like your lyrics are truly truly evocative and expressive at Thanks. times it, oh thank you at times <laughs> it almost seems like um like like you're listening almost listening to an image or to a movie as opposed to just hearing a song it's really really fascinating how the scenes you conjure can just bring up so many vivid images in the mind yeah, that's cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I try to paint a picture for the listener just for like so many different reasons. I mean, a lot of what the lyrics are written from are from personal experiences where I just like have an experience and I'm like, how can I describe this from how I saw it? So it's good that that's translating because I'll witness a, a situation or have an emotional experience about something and I'm like, I want to be able to capture this and create like a Polaroid or, or a photograph of how this is so the other person can understand what I mean and apply it to their own life uh, from their own perspective. Mm -hmm. That seems to be one of the, uh, 
that form of connection is definitely something that many, many artists strive for. And I do believe personally that you're definitely achieving that with what you're doing. <laughs> That's so cool. So I'm going to ask a slightly different question. Um, I want to ask you, why do you write or why do you sing and perform and, and express yourself through the many ways that you do artistically and otherwise? Wow. Yeah, I love this question. Um, there's so many different reasons, but I have to say like the most driving force right now is to speak for, you know, to speak for goodness, to speak for like those who don't necessarily have a voice. There's so much going on in the world. Um, so many different topics, so many different issues. It's hard to pinpoint just one, but I can tell you one thing that I do feel is, is the, the, tra the champion of the underdog, you know, in my own experience, I've gone from different situations, whether it's being, you know, bullied as a kid for years and years or feeling maybe out of place, which was a reflection of being bullied for years um, in my, in my um, you know, young adult life. But just being able to speak from that area of like, there are other people like you, we understand each other. It's just about finding that shared understanding in between. We might not say things the same way. We might not even see things the same way. But if we can understand and have emotional singularity, I think there's so much power in that. And so I write for people who, you know, just feel misunderstood and overlooked. Thank you for that. There are yeah. so many individuals throughout life, no matter where you're from, your background, your creed, your religion, your ethnicity, race, gender identity, whatever type of identity marker that exists. It's always wonderful when there are people who are able to, to empathize in that sense and really find a way to express those innermost feelings and thoughts that people either may not be able to express or may not necessarily want to express at times. So it's truly mm -hmm. a magical thing to do as an artist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to like capture that moment and be able to have it be transcendent forever after as well. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't I couldn't say it any better. Precisely. So I also wanted to ask you about your creative process. Um, so what how would you describe your creative process when it comes to songwriting as opposed to maybe like your poetry or spoken word mm -hmm. or prose or acting? Like how mm -hmm. does that uh, how, how does that work for you? Um, there's a few different ways that that works. Um, I would say the first thing is to just like if an idea comes to me, I will immediately grab my iPhone and start recording. Um, whatever kind of melody or whatever kind of lyric or hook of a song that is coming to mind. This could also be like if I'm practicing guitar, just like practicing at home. And then I come up with like a specific cool riff on the guitar. I am immediately reaching for my notebook to write down the chords and starting to work out like how the song is going to be. Um, as far as like the inspiration would be, I would say a lot of like the lyrics come from specific experiences. And then as far as like the chord progressions go when I'm writing um, the actual musical part of a song, I would say it has to do with like how I feel. There's just something that, that, that I feel when I'm writing a song that I'm like, oh, that's it. That's, that's the chord progression. That's the way it's supposed to sound. And then I just follow that feeling of, of how it's supposed to be in that good feeling. That's really, really cool. I have to say, 
um, I uh, I'm a burgeoning songwriter and writer myself. And oh, it's, yeah, it's very interesting, very much burgeoning in that sense. <laughs> like I've, I've written all my life for the most part. I've written since I was a child and singing. Yeah. I've never really thought I could actually sing. Most recently, I discovered that I could kind of carry a tune. Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to find out that creative process, just like getting those ideas and then almost at times just trying to allow those ideas to percolate and develop that fine yeah. balance between not necessarily forcing it, but at the same time, not just letting it kind of dissipate almost. Right, right, right. It's it's to be like persistent, but also to allow, you know, things to have their their moments and their feelings so so that they can exist and be. Mm -hmm. So how does your creative process differ, if it does at all, when it comes to writing like poetry or those other the other mm -hmm. artistic disciplines that you that you are also practicing um yeah i'd say they don't necessarily differ that much because i i do get i mean they differ and yet they don't because i do get into the same emotional um you know connected place where i'm where i'm being an open channel for you know my higher self or or the song or the poem to come through um, I would say as far as like songwriting versus poetry, it's just dependent on that, on how I want the poem to be read because a lot of poems, um, you know, some of them are, I write for them to be um, recited. So, you know, the poem is going to have like a lot of alliteration. It's going to have a lot of beats to it so that when I recite it um, in like a spoken word performance, it has those like moments to it built in. Whereas I do write some poems that are, you know, meant to be read off of a, out of my book or off of a piece of paper um, and like reading the text, then I'm able to play more with like the certain, the certain words and the way that they look and the way that they look next to each other. Um, and it's not as much about how it's going to be spoken, but it's going to be like how it's read and the different letters and how they complement each other. Okay, that's fascinating. Those different approaches. Yeah, there is going to be, there always is that difference between the idea of sharing something within a song, because sometimes at times it seems that that has to be, well, I shouldn't project, but sometimes I feel like when you're songwriting, you do have to consider more of how the message can come across based on like, mm -hmm. the musical elements, like the whether it has to be like a poppier side or whatever type of descriptor you would like to use. Versus mm -hmm. something that can be almost as pure as just writing, not necessarily for yourself, but expressing those ideas out and being a little bit less, less, uh, less um, self-critical, I'll say, or analytical yeah. about some of those ideas. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I am very self-critical, but I just have to let things like be, you know, because I, I think that I've mentioned that a few times, but I'll be like... I get very perfectionist, perfectionist like, and it's just, it, it permeates into all of my different realms of life. And, um, you know, sometimes I just got to be nice to myself, like, you know, and just, just let it happen, you know, because it, it, things are outside of my control. And I think that's one thing that, um, music helps me tackle is being able to like, facilitate a greater understanding within myself without having to be super it allows me to feel a, a sort of control in my life that that i might not feel in other avenues 
That makes a lot of sense. I have to agree, especially on the uh, the perfectionist part. Yeah, it's very yeah. easy to to become so enamored or not enamored isn't the right word. Just so close to what you're doing that you do start to start to almost hmm, inhibit oneself. I'm gonna say it can start right. to become inhibiting. Right, right, and like I, you know, it's I'm so glad to have music because. Like, for instance, today, um, I mentioned to you before we started um, our broadcast. So I just released a new single today. And it's my Spotify for, for artist profile page is keeps having bugs to it. And it keeps like, I'm not able to update my photo. I'm not able to log in. And it's making me really upset. And it's like the only thing that's going to draw me out of, of obsessing about this all day is music and just knowing that the reason I do this is the music, you know, social media is one thing. Um, the avenues and the platforms that the, that my music are listened to are, are listened to on are a different thing, but ultimately it's about the music. It's about the message, the good feeling and the healing. Um, and it's so funny because sometimes I'm like, Oh yes, yes, yes. This song is about healing and it, it creates healing for myself. And then I'm like sitting here like, sweating at my computer and like <laughs> riddled with anxiety and i'm like oh yeah that's why i wrote the song so i don't feel this way right now and yet we do have to feel the feelings when they come up kenja captures some of those thoughts ideas and emotions in one of her new songs off of her new album of thank you here's a clip of the song called hold on down by the garden side I water I tears of a holly bush that grew on my back a holly bush on a Tuesday to be exact reaching up from the stars and reaching down like a merchant of dreams and moving somehow I ramble on I ramble and stop and pick up the face again turn on turn out turn on turn out this is a Mm-hmm. All of that is yeah. definitely true. It, that balance between balancing that anxiety and also writing that song to help heal that anxiety, like writing a song for yourself and for others. Thank you for listening to part one of Umami Memories with Kendra and the Bunnies. Kendra's new album, Of Thank You, can be found on all music streaming platforms. Find out more about Kendra and the Bunnies by visiting her website at www.kendraelizabethmickey.com or by following her social media at Ken Bunny on Instagram and at Kendra and the Bunnies on Facebook and YouTube. To continue reminiscing, please check out part two of this interview. To keep reminiscing in the future, please feel free to subscribe to this podcast as well as follow Umami Memories on Instagram at Umami Memories. Last but not least, please remember that savoring, story, song, and soul stew Umami Memories. <laughs>